Shalom Today's daf completes the tenth parak of Yevomas Isharabo, discussing the importance of quoting he who said the mimer which you're repeating, how it's possible to have a twenty-year-old cotton, and we begin a new parak discussing the halachas of someone who is ma'anes or mefate someone, the halachas of that man's child marrying her, her family. Then we have seven riddles about Arias and another Mishnah which talks about a ger or a shifcha marrying his brother's wife after their Megayer. We begin with Rebbe Lazar saying over in the base Medrash to Halacha, but he didn't say it b'shem Rebbe Yochanan. He didn't say that Rebbe Yochanan said that the Bia of a Kotan is like Maimer of a Godol. When Rebbe Yochanan heard, he got very upset. So Rebbe and Rebbe went over to him and said, why are you so upset? We had already in the basic Knesset in Tveria. They had this big argument about a door knocker that had a rounded top so you could use it maybe as a clee. And Rebbe Lezer had a huge machalikos to the Rebbe to the point where they ripped a Sefer Torah. The Gemara says, well, they, they were ripping up Sefer Torah. No, no, it, it ripped. They were yanking at it at either end, arguing about who said it. And the, the Torah ripped. It was a Hashem said, look, you're, you're uprooting my Torah Shabbat Peh by misquoting. It's tearing the Torah Shabbat too. And when Rebbe Ben Kisma saw this going on, he said, I would be surprised if this base Knesset doesn't turn into a base Avoidas Koychovim. And in fact, that is what happened. So Rabbi Yechanan was not placated by this story. He says, these are my friends. What are you talking about? This is not helping. I should, he should definitely be quoting in my name. So Yaakov Ari came to Rabbi Yechanan to try to calm him down. And he said, look, the Pasuk tells us, Kasher Yitziv HaShem Es Moshe Ovdu Avdoi. And it can't be that Yeshua started every sentence that he said with the words, Rather, everything that Yeshua said, Stam, was presumed to be Torah's Moshe, because where else would he get his Torah from? So too, when Rebbe Lozer is saying some Torah from you as Yehovah, when he's Deirish Stam, everyone knows that it's from you. That's why he didn't say B'Shem Omrecho. B'Shem you. So, uh, Rabbi Yechanan was in fact appeased by this Dvar Torah. And he told Rabbi Nervasi, you guys should learn how to give Musr like this. How to calm people down like this. Now, why was Rabbi Yechanan so makbid? Because Rabbi Yehuda Amarav tells us, when the Pasuk says, Aguro Bayalecho Ilomim. Now, you can't live in two worlds. What David was saying, he was telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I hope that people quote my Torah in Oilam Hazeh in my name, because Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan, tells us, Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai tells us, that any time a Chacham who is quoted by his name in Oilam Hazeh, his lips move in the caver. Maral explains it, it's more of a spiritual thing with his neshama. But David wanted that schos. It's very important to quote B'Shem Amrai. Rabbi Yitzchok ben Zeira, some say it's Shimon Nezira, explain the Pasuk of Echikech Keyayin Atoyv Hoylech Ladoidu Demeshorim Doivev Sif Seyyashenim. That's teaching us that the lips move when being quoted. The Pasuk finishes, Kekoyim Meshal Anovim. 
And he says, this is like a koimer shalanovim, this clee where they would put the grapes to ferment. He says, just like when you place a finger onto these grapes who are sitting there, just laying a finger on top already makes wine ooze out. So to Talmachachom, saying over their Torah, in their name in El Mazah, their lips start oozing out that that Torah in the caver. And going back to the Mishnah for the finale of this parak, we say that our cotton is not necessarily a anyone under bar mitzvah. It could be even up to 20 years old if he doesn't have simonim. The Gemara asks a contradiction on this. He says, we learned that if a 20-year-old does not have shteisaris, you bring a raya that he's 20, that he's a sris, that he's sterile, and then he doesn't do chalitza or yibam. So to a, a girl who's 20 years old, she doesn't have shteisaris, you bring a raya that she's 20, that she's an islandess, and then she doesn't do chalitza or yibam. She doesn't have the din of a koton. Gemara answers from Shmuel Bar Yitzchok Marav. That's when this child was born with simonim of being a sris. But otherwise, he'll be a cotton even at the age of 20. Rava says, you can be medayak this also from the fact that we, that we discussed him being a sris at the age of 20. That he had those simonim, shma amino. But the Gemara says, so at what point is he a cotton? If he wasn't born with the simonim of Sris, and the Gemara answers from Rabbi Chia that it's up to most of his years, Rav Shnoisav, and we know that the uh, average life is 70 years, so it's a little over 35, 35 in a day, 35 in a month, Masha Hu When a case was brought of a 20 year old who still had simonic katnos, he didn't have Shastaris yet, but wasn't a Sris either, and they brought this to Rava, he said, Look, if Whenever they, whenever they brought someone like this to Rava, he would say, if it's a weak person, then give him a healthy nutritional diet. If he's a healthy person, then give him a weaker diet because often the simonim of godless don't show up because of his constitution. So if we could just switch his health status, that may make him uh, into a godl. Hadron Aloha Isha Rabo, which began talking about a woman whose husband goes overseas and she thinks that he's dead and remarries and the complicated, intricate case over there. But we begin a new parak that says that one is allowed to marry his Anusa or his Mefuta, someone who he raped or seduced. He can marry her daughter or her sister or her mother. He's not usher to her, but... The mother, sister, and daughter of one's wife is chayiv if he's ma'anas or mefata her. The, the Mishnah now says that one is allowed to marry his father's anusa or his father's mefata, mefutes. Likewise, a father can marry his son's anusa or mefuta. However, Rabbi Yehuda answers the anusa and mefuta of one's father. Now the Gemara tells us a Mishnah. If someone is Ma'anes, a woman, he's allowed to marry her daughter. If he marries a woman, he is not, allo- not allowed to marry her daughter. So now the Gemara asks Astira. If someone has rumors going about him and a certain woman, he's not allowed to marry her mother, daughter, or sister. The Gemara answers that that's only in a Sidera Maybe after marrying the daughter, he'll be Mazana with the first one, the Oynesumafata, of his wife. 
The Gemara says, wow, we're going to allow, we're going to allow that marriage lechatchila. The Gemara says, no, we're talking about a case where the Anuso Mafuta had already died. How do we know this halacha? Because the Torah says, by all the arayas, the lotion of Shriva. But when it comes to a woman and her mother and her relatives, and they're all usher because she's his wife, here the Torah uses the lotion of Kicha, which tells us that it's only usher when he's related to this woman through marriage, but not through an, an Anuso or Mafuta, where that, there's no Lekicha there. So our Papa tells Abaye, no, so when it comes to one's sister, where the Pasuk says, So too, it should only be but it should be mutter to be my honest one's sister based on your line of reasoning. Abai answers, when the Torah says Lekicha, that's talking about Stam, someone who is Roy Lekicha. But when there's no option for Lekicha, it says Shriva. Now, Rova says if someone is ma'anes, a woman, he's allowed to marry her daughter. Where do we know that from the Pasuk? And we can be medayik, but her son's daughter, or daughter's daughter, that's mother. The Pasuk also says, Directly answering them. Rather, one Pasuk is talking about when he was ma'anes, and one Pasuk is when... He married her. The Gemara says, who says? Maybe it's exactly the opposite. When he's ma'anas her, it's also to marry her. That's where he did the Avera, as Tesis points out. The Gemara answers that when the Torah is referring to our rice, it's discussing relatives, relations through marriage. But when it comes to Einsin, there's no relation there. That's why it would, in fact come out to be more makel. Next up, Yehuda told us, in the Mishnah he disagreed and said that one is usher to marry his father's Anusa. So Rav Gido Omar Rav tells us, what's Pshat in Rabbi Yehuda? He learns the Pasuk, If his father was with someone, whether they were married or he was Ma'anesher, he's not allowed to be with her. Who says that's talking about a an Anusa? We have another pasuk that says, "V'nosan ish hashuichiv imo the ovihana rochamishim kosev." The rabbanon look at these pesukim and they say, "Look, they're not right next to each other." Like Ravana and Omer Shmuel says, that pasuk is talking about a shemeris yovim of the father, and that is Anusa. So, what does it mean? Knaf oviv. Anyone who his father was with, he the son is not allowed to be with. Or maybe that pasuk is talking about his uncle. The Gemara says, "Yeah, it's two lavin." Shouldn't also be all usher because of Yevam Alashuk? Yeah, three lavin. Or alternatively, it's after the father had died. So there's no issue of, Yiv- of Lev- Yevam Alashuk. The Torah was saying that someone who his father was Roy to be with, without it being his uncle. Now the Gemara gives us seven Arias riddles. And Thesis explains that these are not teaching us things, it's just an answer to the Tzedukim, who matired Biashalik Darko with Arias. So the first riddle is like this. How could it be? He's a brother from the father, but not from the mother. The mother's husband. And I am his Anusa's daughter. Uh, Romi Barachama explains that this is a case which is not going like Rabbi Yehuda. Of Anusa's Aviv. 
Second riddle is, he's a brother, a son, and I'm carrying my sister on my shoulders. The Gemara explains this as a case of a non-Jew, who lives with his daughter. Third riddle is, hello, my son, I am your brother's daughter. This is a case of a non-Jew who's with his daughter's daughter. Fourth riddle begins with an introduction. You, water drawer, try to unravel this secret. I am carrying my son, and I am his daughter's uh, brother's daughter. This is a case of a guy who sleeps with his son's daughter. The fifth case, fifth riddle, says, Whoa, whoa, oive, to the brother, who is also my father, also a husband, also my husband's son, as well as my mother's husband, and I am his daughter's daughter. And he's not giving bread to his brother's Yesoimim, his daughter's sons. And the Gemara unravels this and says we're talking about a case of a guy who's with his mother, and she gives birth to a daughter, and he has boil her as well. And then the grandfather is with this daughter, which is her mother's father himself, and she gives birth to sons. The sixth riddle is, I am your brother. Your father is my brother. A brother's to the father and brother's to the mother. This is a case of a guy who sleeps with his mother, has two daughters, lives with one of them, and has a son with her. So she is his mother's sister. That's what that was going on over there. The seventh riddle. You and I are the sons of brothers, cousins. Your father and I are brothers. And your mother and I are cousins. The Gemara says this, this can actually be done by Heter. In a case where Reuven has two daughters, Shimon comes, marries one of them, and then Levi's son comes and marries the other one. So Shimon's son and Levi's son would say this. So there are riddles, and we move on to a new Mishnah. Egyoiris, whose children are Megayeres with her. They don't do Chalitza or Yibum because they don't have legal brothers. Even if the first one was impregnated, she became pregnant before she was Megayeres. And, but she was born when she was already Megayeres. And her second child, her second son, was conceived and born when she was Megayeres. They are not brothers. Midin, Yibam, and Chalitza. The same would apply to a Shifcha who is freed with her sons. So now the Gemara tells us that the sons of Yudonamsa were freed at, from slavery, and of Achabar Yaakov allowed them to marry each other's wives. And Rava told him, Hey, hang on, Rav Sheshah says that's us, sir. And he said, Yeah, well, I disagree with him. And uh, Rav Achabar Yaakov says, I hold this mutter. Now, when they're brothers from the father and not the mother, everyone agrees that that's mutter. When they are brothers from the mother, but not from the father, everyone agrees that that is also. The Machlekes says when they are brothers from the mother and the Megayeres mother, the one who says it's mother is, says we go boss the father. Because people look at these kids and say, oh, they are the sons of the father. Rav Shesha says, no, they go by the mother also. They're B'nai Mami. Some say they're Rachabayakov even disagrees when they are only brothers from the mother because Gershon is Geir as the din of being a Kotan Shenoyle they are brand new 
human beings not related to anyone in the world. Now we have a Mishnah that tells us, if a woman is Megayeres with her sons, right? so our Mishnah said they don't do Chalitza or Yibam. Why? It's because they're Aser to marry each other's wives, right? They're not, they're not brothers. The Gemara says, no, it's because they're not Betoyres, Chalitza, and Yibam. And they can really marry anyone who they want. They're not chayiv to marry their brother's wife. So they'll also be mutter. There is, there's no din here of brotherhood. So why did we say a lashon of afilu? Right? Even if the first brother was conceived before she was Megayeres, there's still no Yibam and Chalitza. Now, if that's trying to tell me that there's an, an Isser here, okay, that's why I have to say afilu. That even though the first one was, impreg- was conceived before she was Megayeres, and the second one was conceived after she was Megaris. It's like they have two separate mothers. And it's they're still usher to do Yibam Chalitza. But if they're still mutter to marry each other's wives, that, that's why they'll be usher, but they'd still be usher even though it's almost like they have different a different mother from before and after she was Megaris. But if they're actually allowed to marry each other's wives, why does it say Afilu? And the Gemara answers. That even though both of them were born after she was Megayeres, and we're actually allowing a Yavama to go marry someone in the Shuk without Chalitza, Yibum goes within the father, and the father's a guy. But to marry each other's wives, Ravacha agrees that Ishesach is still Kares, since they were both born from a Jewish mother. Some say it's Mestaver that they're allowed to marry each other's sisters. Because it says the Lashon of Afilu, exactly the opposite. Because if you're going to tell me that they're mutter, that it makes it, over there it makes sense that the Mishnah uses the case of Afilu, even if the first brother was conceived before she was Megaris. Because even though they were both born from a Jewish mother after she was Megaris, they can Afilu, they could even marry each other's sisters. But if you're going to say that they're also to each other, why are we t- saying Afilu? The Gemara answers that even though. The first brother was conceived before the mother was Megayeres, and he was born Bikadusha. The second one was conceived after she was already Jewish and born Bikadusha. It's as if they have two separate mothers. I would think from two separate mothers, we're not brothers, we can marry each other's wives. Kamash Malan. It's even usher afilu in that case. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.